Yes, time to talk English football with Spencer Pryor, who's over there in New Zealand preparing for those uh, FIFA Women's World Cup qualification games with Papua New Guinea. Uh, Spencer, it's uh, been FA Cup weekend, of course, in England. Uh, Manchester City defeating Arsenal in, I guess, the tie of the round in terms of the big clubs. Uh, City striking a bit of a psychological blow. Uh, so far as the Premier League title race is concerned. But uh, Arsenal made a few changes to their team as well, didn't they? Yeah, hey, mate. I, I, yeah, they did. And I thought that really shook them up, actually, and was a bit surprised with all of the changes. Um, I guess from looking at it from their perspective, and it's nothing against when, you know, you, you want to go as far as you can in the cups, but their their priority is obviously the league. And it was a chance to, freshen players up, give other players more minutes that they'll probably need in their league running as well. So, yeah, look, they they really pushed Man City all the way. They they looked the real deal this year. So it was a very, very hard-fought hard 1-0 win. But when they did, and on to the next round they go. So great for Man City. Spanner, with all the reports, um, you know, coming out about the Cancelo's situation and his proposed mm. loan move to Bayern Munich, he's obviously fallen out of favour and, and had some issues with Guardiola. Interested to hear what, what you think about the whole situation and the reported loan move to Bayern. I mean, Simon, you mentioned yeah. just before coming on that you weren't happy about it. No, I'm not happy about it because I think Cancelo's been a fantastic player for us over the last couple of years. But his form has dipped a little bit of late. Maybe that's been uh, the reason his fallout with Guardiola spent. Yeah, and that's, a, and that's really true. I mean, you look at the last six weeks and he's been kind of struggling and... You know, I'm sure that he's one of those that wanted to be playing regularly week in, week out. But he was coming over the course of the last month or so. He's becoming a bit of a liability. And the reality is that everyone wants to play, but it's how they conduct themselves when they're not playing. And, I, you know, we don't know what's gone on behind the scenes at the training ground or in the environment. But... By all account, you know, we see the way that he's sort of carrying on a bit like a pork chop when he's left now and social media outbursts and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of sad because he has been a wonderful servant for the club. But ultimately, you want players playing at your club that are happy there and, and not everybody can play, particularly in that squad. And... You know, we see players like Jack Grealish in there coming off the bench and the attitude and application from these guys on a daily basis on the training ground. You know what? If if you don't want to be there, don't don't be there. And and I think that that's part of the reason why they've moved him on. Mm. And uh, he's not going to be there by the looks of it. Uh, could mm. be a full-time move at the end of the season. Uh, just before we move on to the other ties... £550 million spent by the Premier League clubs in the January transfer window, whilst we're on the subject of those uh, transfers. That's that's a, a record, and there, there could be more to come. Uh, Caicedo may be on his way to, to Arsenal. Enzo Martinez being strongly linked with Chelsea, who spent an absolute bucket load of cash. Um, I mean, the Premier League is just, it's a different level to the rest of Europe now in terms of its finances, and has been for a while, I guess. It is. You know, you know who's done the best out of this transfer window? Go on. Agents. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, honestly, they make hay while the sun's shining and they're absolutely killing it. And look, agents are obviously very important part of, of the process for making sure that the right players go to the right clubs or, or, or for managers. But... 
man, that's a shed load of money that leaves the game, eh? It's a, it's so much money that leaves the game. It's scary. Spanner, uh, look, another big story that continues to sort of roll on is uh, is Wrexham. They they played out uh, a, a crazy three-all draw with Sheffield United. They've earned uh, a replay. Uh, look, what have you made of that whole story with, you know, the Hollywood actors and, um, you know, taking ownership there? Is it, is it all a bit too Hollywood for you or what do you think about the whole thing? <laughs> it is Hollywood because it gets you talking about it. Busty, a bunch of <laughs> we won't be talking about Rex of otherwise, no, would we? Absolutely no, not. <laughs> I know, right? And the Aussies, they all love that Hollywood stuff and celebrity nonsense. But ultimately, he's seen, he's seen a club that's got an incredible history in Wales that has got a huge fan base there, um, have been sort of for a long, long time struggling. But he's he's picked up on something, Ryan Reynolds, and he's gone in. You know, we've all seen his, his media posts and stuff he's done with promotion for the club. The fan base is, has come back. The ground's being redeveloped. Uh, the, the old cop, which was their standing area behind the, behind the goal, is being redeveloped. Um, they've got a great manager in there in Phil Parkinson with huge league experience and... Yeah, look, I mean, they've they've actually come out after this and said, look, we're, Phil Parkinson's come out, talked about injuries that he's got and how he wants to make sure he, that money is utilised to get them back into the into the league. And I guarantee you there will be players from League One and League Two that would jump at going for, uh, and playing at Wrexham right now. Even though they're in, in the conference, They'll want to be part of the momentum that Wrexham are building. And, and it's a, a very special thing that's going on there. And, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And, you know, when you get an owner like that that comes in and backs the team, and, and actually now, of, of course, he's the front of it, but you also, he's not at the very forefront. He's not, he's not like, how can I put it? He's not like a Sam Haman or a, a Kum Pang at Port FC. He, he's doing stuff behind the scenes. He was right? on the pitch though after the after the game against Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, but that's of course he. But you know what? He's, it's not all about him. Yeah. It's not him that's doing it. He's giving credit to the players and to the coaching staff, and he's really embracing it. And it's great to see. Yeah, sure is. Um, let's talk about Liverpool. Uh, the holders, of course, of the FA Cup, but uh, they've been knocked out by by Brighton. Uh, Kauro Mitoma with uh, a winner in stoppage time. Uh, Brighton are having a terrific season, but I mean, Liverpool's campaign just continues to go from bad to worse. What on earth is going wrong there? We've asked this question maybe five times this season. Broski's probably got his Liverpool pyjamas on again tonight, <laughs> even though they keep losing. But the underpants it, tonight. He'll be able to answer this probably more. But look, uh, for me, this, this is a, a really, really bad season for Liverpool bad but you know the, the, it's a point in time when you look and go do they need to change the manager um and after look, I mean that there's that the performances are, are poor as well you know they went to Brighton two weeks ago got flogged in the league three nil now they're getting knocked out of the FA Cup so that shows that that league game wasn't just a fluke and Brighton are going fantastic we, we don't want to take any credit away from them right it was a wonderful couple of results for them against uh, 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 what is supposedly one of the biggest clubs in the country. But, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling in the league. They're at the FA Cup. They're at the League Cup. They've still got the round of 16 with the Champions League. But 
that's literally it. The Champions League is it. It's that or bust now for them. And, you know, they could realistically walk away with nothing, which for a club of Liverpool's size and pedigree and budget, mm. most of all budget, it, it, it's not, it's, you know, I, I don't know what the pass mark is for Liverpool. Broski, what's your thoughts? Mine, they've got to win something. They, would, they should win something. Broski, would, would you make a change? Uh, look, I, I agree there with Spanner, and I, and I know that I asked you about it a couple of weeks ago, about the manager and things getting stale, and it just seems that way. It, it, it's hard to see, similar to a, a victory situation here, how with that squad and the players they've got, and obviously Klopp's been there a lot longer, if just the message isn't getting through anymore, if the players just aren't really mm. responding and believing the things he's saying. So, that look, that could be the answer. Um yeah. To be honest, I just wonder whether they went so close to winning that unprecedented quadruple last yeah. year. And, of course, they fell short in two competitions. And, you know, it must be difficult for the players uh, to, to back up after that and go again. But, uh, anyway, there's certainly something to sort out at Liverpool, I, that's I, for I sure. Hate sounding, I hate sounding a bit like Roy Keane, but that's their job. That's right. <laughs> Can you do it in an Irish that's accent it, next time? It, that's a job. That's a job. It is. <laughs> it's the player's job to yeah. go and win games and win trophies. That's, that's what they go there for. That's why they get the money. You yeah. know, they, that's that's what they're paid to do is go and win games. So, yeah, look, the, you can lump it on the manager, but it comes down to the players as well. And are the players, like Broski said, are they react or are they reacting differently to the manager's message this year? Uh, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, Players should always go and win games. Okay. Um, Elsewhere in the Cup, big win for West Ham at uh, Derby. They certainly need a good Cup run. Manchester United, too good for Reading. Good to see Dean Bazanis uh, get on the pitch as substitute goalkeeper, formerly with the Wanderers and Melbourne City, of course. The draw for the fifth round, Bristol City against Manchester City. That's the Jerry Gow Derby. (laughs) <laughs> for older listeners, uh, Manchester United against West Ham and Stoke against Brighton. Uh, one quick one before we let you go, Spenner. Sure. Uh, please be uh, brief if you can. Sean Dyche, appointed manager of Everton, uh, says he wants to go on a signing spree. He's targeted Conor Gallagher of uh, Chelsea. Is he the right man to get them out of bother? Yeah, we said last week that he was the right person. I really thought he was. Uh, he's worked on limited budgets. He knows how to get a... a a team, he knows how to get points. He knows how to keep clean sheets. He turned Burnley into a fortress and he'll do exactly the same at uh, Goodison Park. I think he's the perfect person for him. Good stuff, Spinner. Thanks, mate. We'll uh, speak to you next week. See you, mate. Nice one, gents. Take care. That's Spencer Pryor. The Premier League resumes this weekend. Chelsea against Fulham on Saturday morning. Everton, Arsenal on Saturday night. Wow. United against Palace, Newcastle against West Ham and Monday morning Tottenham against Man City.